You're listening to episode 215 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Caesars Entertainment. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Or you can just give us money by donating via PayPal. A link to that is also available at 360vegaspodcast.com. Warning, the hosts enjoy doing this show, and as a result, laugh a lot. If you don't like that, don't listen. We don't care. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a -a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a camel. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. I like how we keep doing different inflections every week. <laughs> keeps it fresh. Keeps yeah. it fresh. There's a thousand ways to say the same thing, and uh, and we want to make sure to give them all to you. Each week, I'm just going to emphasize a different word. Right. So next week, it might be warning. The. <laughs> My fingers hurt, Tony, a lot, which I I, I understand is a good thing. Uh, oh, you've been learning how to play the guitar, haven't you? Yeah, and I kind of got into a groove like a couple days ago. Like, like it's one of those things. Like the one thing about me, and uh, like I get frustrated at times, and and I know I, I like a lot of times I'll have to put it put it away. Like, up, oh, you're done for the night. You're getting a little too pissed off. You're bending these uh, these strings a little bit too much here, trying to hit this note. Like, it's time for you to just put this away before you break a fucking string or something. But uh, you know, I, I I don't know. I hit it. I hit I hit a pretty good streak the other day, and. Uh, you know, unlike, well, I guess it's something like a video game where, you know, you, you play and you're, you've been playing so long that your fingers start hurting, but, you know, this is, this is a little bit different. <laughs> you're learning an actual skill, right? <laughs> By the way, I cannot recommend Rocksmith enough. Not, I learned this week, not only do you have the ability to learn a song as well as teach you, you know, basic how to, you know, actually play an instrument and whatnot, but they have these really cute, they call them, um, guitarcade games that are just these goofy old like 16-bit games that are meant to just teach you how to practice slides and practice uh, uh, moving from one string to another string and just these goofy little games like somebody's charging into a bar and you've got to keep you know throwing stuff at them to, to kick them out and you know it it depends on the string that, that you're hitting you know will will depend on you know which door you throw stuff at and it's so clever to just get you used to certain things uh, without even realizing that that you're doing it, I, I cannot recommend that game enough. It can't be any more than like, I don't know, like seventy bucks or something. And that comes with a cord that plugs right into your guitar. It was funny. Uh, um, I think it was Chris mentioned Chris. Uh, what's his uh, What's his last name? I don't remember. Fuck, he knows who he is. He and I were talking about. I guess he also plays an instrument and asked if I had an amp, but I'm like, no. You plug this in, and the, your receiver that you would normally watch movies with, that's now your amp. 
you know, and the same thing where you can make adjustments to the sound, you can put, you know, any kind of uh, uh, distortion pedal kind of a sound onto it. You can pick a song that you was either already a part of the game or you bought as downloadable content. You can say, hey, I want my guitar or my bass to sound like that. And then literally with just a, a flip of a switch on, on your controller, your guitar, even while you're in the middle of playing another song, like, yeah, I, I want to make it sound like, like that one song. And then, uh, now you're playing the rest of the song, it's going to sound a little bit like that. So it's, I cannot recommend it enough. It, it, it's, this is something that I had wanted to do as a kid, but got too frustrated with it. And this way, you know, you can get distracted from the simple things that are annoying about learning an instrument. Like, like one of the things that drove me nuts is all the shitty songs that they try to teach you to, to help teach you how to do certain things. Like, I would never play some of the shit you're making me play. So one of the <laughs> cool things about it, it is you can play any song and just slow it down. So you can just slowly hit all of these notes and you're like, hey, I'm going to play it. It's, it's not like a lot of video games where you're just getting your ass kicked. Like, oh, no, 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 slow down so I can keep up with you. You know, I, I just, I can't recommend it enough. Did you buy an acoustic guitar? No, Tony. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, went, I went straight for the electric, sir. <laughs> I gotcha. Okay, I gotcha. I, I also gotcha. got a hell of a deal on it. So, I mean, that, that was really, really what it boiled down to. I ended up getting a uh, Les Paul Epiphone special Gibson guitar and uh, Ibanez bass, which Ibanez is what Corn uh, plays, but... <laughs> uh, the, the thing is, is, is I'm learning traditional instruments, and all of them play with an extra string. Like, all corn guitars play with seven strings, and the bassist plays with five, as opposed to your standard six and four. So uh, anything that I'm teaching myself, because this, obviously, the video game isn't going to have that because it's got one less string and that it's teaching you. So I've had to kind of research on my own to, to learn how to play certain parts of those songs. So all of them are kind of down a note. <laughs> so I just kind of find, like, the closest thing. And I'm like, yeah, it kind of sounds like it. Huh. That's fascinating. I got a, for like my, oh, let's just say my 20th birthday, I really wanted to learn how to play an acoustic guitar. I, I was confident I was going to be the next Garth Brooks, right? Of course. And I hated it i couldn't fit my fingers were too fat for the for the strings mm -hmm. so as you're as i'm trying to hold down certain you know uh well strings right. I, I was holding down other ones because my fingers were too fat and they're like you're just supposed to play with the tips of your fingers and i'm like i can't do that right i've got this weird carpal tunnel and now all of a sudden i appreciate that one scene from friends where phoebe's trying to teach joey how to play guitar by making references like this is called this the angry swan right. and this is called <laughs> because that's kind of how she said your hand looks when you're holding down right. Certain threads. <laughs> right it's funny i i do admit that the guitar is hands down the most frustrating of it but one of the great things about me learning both of the instruments at the same time is it's a lot easier to kind of get the hang of you know building up the calluses on your fingers and moving around between whether it be the different frets or the different strings it's a lot easier to do it on on the bass so you kind of feel like you're progressing a little bit better on it it, it's it's infinitely easier to do those things, and you know you'll dick around with the guitar for a little bit, and then once it gets frustrating, I'm like give me the bass, just give me the fucking bass, you know. But on the flip side, it has helped me with the guitar. I mean, there are things that were just getting so frustrating, and I didn't want anything to do with anymore. And you know, practicing more on the bass every once in a while, I'm like yeah, I'm gonna give this guitar a shot again. I'm like oh shit, I can do things I couldn't do before. So. Nice. Well, good. I look forward to you learning both of them, so you can play for me either the Three's Company intro. <laughs> Right? right, or uh, or maybe uh, San Francisco. 
<laughs> we'll surprise everybody that'll be in the intro to the show one of these days. <laughs> that would be, oh my god, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. All right, all right. We should probably uh, get started with the show. Right. He's Mark. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. Oh, that's right. We forgot to acknowledge Karen is away on business, so she couldn't join us, thankfully. Oh, finally. The know, boys right? are back in town. Right. Okay, so after a bit of research, I couldn't find anything conclusive regarding what the busiest intersections in the U.S. are. That being said, based on numbers in 1996 found in the Las Vegas Sun, the intersection of Las Vegas Boulevard and Tropicana sees 148,000 vehicles cross it daily, followed by Flamingo Road and Las Vegas Boulevard by 120,000 plus daily, which are the busiest in Nevada. And the fact that those are numbers from 96, I can't even imagine what the, the numbers would be 20 years later. Yeah, so, so much of what I was finding was based on, like, congestion and traffic and the speed limit that you're actually traveling at based upon what the speed limit is. So I couldn't find – I don't know where the book got the information that it was the busiest. Maybe I just couldn't find what they were looking at. Maybe it's inaccurate. Maybe it was accurate at that time. But like sure. I said, that, this, is, this is the best I could find. Yep. No, that's good. I will accept that. We appreciate the follow-up. <laughs> what about the twit pick of the week? History tugs at the heartstrings for this cynical prick. You all know that. Extra points for capturing it when it's being created. While I am a fan of Palazzo, the more I look at this week's winner, brought to you by at Hollywood 31 the more I realize how bland the color palette is. It's just various shades of tan, devoid of glass exteriors most properties favor now. Not that that's a bad thing. Diversity is the key in Vegas. However, at first glance, you wouldn't even realize this is a picture of the property under construction. It's tough to tell where the finished exterior and internal steel frame meet. Regardless, this phallic symbol of insecurity is a nice addition to both the strip and our collection. You know, we were talking about this off mic, so to speak, and I understand why you selected this one. And, and as I had mentioned, I really like the description of it. This particular picture is incredibly nondescript, right? The Palazzo is beautiful to look at, but it's not anything that... You know, we really saw a bit of a transition in the 90s. I loved what was the loud aspects of the casinos, whether it's, you know, the, the Paris balloon and how, how beautiful that looked, the, the spires on the top of the Excalibur castle with their colors, even just the monochrome black pyramid that was oh. or is Luxor. Yeah. We then moved away to what wind looks like, what to a lesser extent, Bellagio looks like in Venetian Palazzo, which is now they're just going more for the opulence and trying to make it look like this gorgeous hotel versus what I really loved was the casinos were so eye-catching, right. I thought. No, I, I completely agree with you. While many of these buildings are beautiful and, and I appreciate them, none of them are, are the kind of buildings that were like, holy shit, do you see what they just opened in Vegas? We gotta go check that out. I would say the last thing that's open like that isn't even a property. It's the Fountains of Bellagio. Sure. I, yeah. I, I'm going to watch the fountains. Fuck the property. I mean, yeah. it's a beautiful property. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I didn't go come to Vegas going, you know what? Finally, they've been putting up all these all these really interesting structures and all these. But that I, I got to see that that curved building. I got to see that. 
Right. Yeah, and I think that's an astute observation, Mark, because I bet there are lots and lots of our listeners that go to Vegas and make it a point to never miss the Bellagio fountains, but never take a single step inside. Yeah. Well, as always, we will link to this photo on our blog and feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google+, and Twitter. Let's move into the news. So there's more park theater details that have been revealed. Yeah, with the grand opening of the park theater. Hold on, I don't like the way I transition. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the grand opening of the park theater at the property formerly known as Monte Carlo Fast Approaching, more performers for the venue were announced this week. Last week, we announced that Bruno Mars was the first confirmed resident. However, he won't be the first to actually perform in the venue. That honor will go to Stevie Nicks. She will make the park a stop, or the park theater. We don't want to confuse that because the park theater's off of the park. So she will make the park theater a stop on her 24K gold tour, Saturday, December 17th. Oddly, her tour's name is very similar to Bruno's latest single, set in Vegas, 24K uh-huh. Magic. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that's... I mean, obviously, I... it's just a coincidence, but what an interesting coincidence. For sure. Yeah. It was also announced that Cher will be the first traditionally scheduled resident performer in the venue, starting in February with dates every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, starting on the 8th through the 25th, then returning in May with the same schedule starting on the 3rd through the 20th. The news came as something of a surprise to many that report on the city because of Cher's 2013 complaints about Vegas audiences to British talk show host Graham Norton. The 70-year-old performer at the time she was 67, claimed that those attending her residency at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace <laughs> were, quote, very, very old, often sedated, and didn't seem into the music at all. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> She's getting her colleagues that come to see, you know, her her, her peers are coming to see. That's because they've all got broken hips, Cher. I know, right? Just because you're a plastic Barbie doll at this point and there's nothing original left on you. Right. Jeez. She went on to claim, quote, the audience was not allowed to stand up and sometimes they had walkers and oxygen masks. Oh, damn. That's awesome. I didn't see that. That's awesome. What is most perplexing is her comments were grossly inaccurate and insulting to those that did attend her concerts at the venue. The majority of those that attended were young to middle-aged and predominantly gay men. Considering all performances in the market since her residency ended at Caesars have been at MGM Properties, one wonders if her issue wasn't more with the property or if she wasn't simply self-medicated and trying to be funny. Either way, her comments aren't expected to adversely affect ticket sales at the Park Theater. In addition to the resident announcement, details of the venue were also shared, however equally confusing. Described as an intimate space offering guests an up-close and personal experience, it was announced that its capacity will be 5,300, the largest, quote, small venue (laughs) in the city. And that number also contradicts all those claims as anything over 5,000 seats is without exception considered to be a large venue slash small arena is basically, it's kind of the beginning of large arenas. Okay, okay. 
Yeah, I now, see. I get that. While they may have some innovative state-of-the-art configuration that allows for an intimate feeling despite the number in attendance, that number alone is tremendously disappointing and unappealing. That being said, the renderings do seem to look very much like stadium seating and close to the stage, so experience will be the only way that we can truly develop an opinion. The venue will have the ability to adapt to several configurations to accommodate various events. The stage is also surrounded by a custom LED wall approximately 80 feet wide and 40 feet tall with 4K quality resolution. I will say the venue looks impressive. That number intimidates the fuck out of me. It, why? You, you think you'll be playing guitar there real soon? No, no. T Tony, Tony, clearly I would be in stadiums. It's not the audience <laughs> in attendance is what I'm concerned about. What I'm concerned about is when I go to a venue that, that I, you know, especially if it's sold to me as intimate, that number it just it, it, in my entire concert going experience, that number is not, I mean, not, while, while I say that, like, the, the venue that Karen and I went to go see Corn in was right around that. I mean, and I would say that that was a nice small venue, but that's not what, you know, like, if I'm going to Vegas to see somebody at the Coliseum or at Access Theater, you know, get kind of a, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to compare the Joint or or the Pearl because those are kind of like standing room. I mean, the Chelsea is like largely standing. I, I mean, like your genuine theater where you can sit down and watch, and it's it's a, it's an intimate venue. In most cases, it's in old cities, like they're old theaters where they used to have plays and shit like that. That to me, when when this entire thing was like, we're gonna make the state of the art amazing, you know, intimate theater. I'm like, fuck yes. I think the Coliseum is an amazing intimate venue. I think Access Theater is an amazing intimate venue. This sounds nothing like an intimate venue. So, right. Hopefully, hopefully they're just like, oh no, we re reinvented the game with this motherfucker, and 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 it is that way. But it's concerning. I'll be interested to to, to I, I mean. Let's be honest. I'm never going to be in that. And the only reason I'll ever be in there is if I happen to be meandering through and the doors are open and I can peek my head in to look and see what it looks like because I doubt I'll ever see a show there. I so. don't know. Garth did a residency with only like 3,000 seats. Well, right, but I had a... I, we did go see that so that I can visualize when you say yeah. it's, it, you know, it's kind of the size of like what he did at Wynn or what I've been, at, I've seen Elton John at the, at the Coliseum. We got tickets to, to that one time. So yeah. I guess that, that I can visualize, but the problem is I don't remember what Wynn's theater sat. I don't, re, I don't remember offhand what, um, how many seats are in the Coliseum. So it's kind of hard for me to, to judge what this 5,300. Oh, this will help you then. This will help you. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. But I can say with absolute certainty, the Coliseum doesn't sit any more than 3,100, and my gut tells oh. me it's 2,800 tops. And okay. Wins Theater is in the mid to low twos. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that's and that, and though I thought there were a lot of people in there, so to to multiply that by two or even three, depending on you know what the actual sizes were, right. that's not intimate at all. Right. Right. Well, this is interesting. The Miracle Mile shops at Planet Hollywood have been sold. Yeah, I agree. Continuing either the copycat philosophy MGM and Caesars seem to have adapted as a business strategy in recent years, or looking for more ways to run amenities as landlords instead of management, it was announced this week that the Miracle Mile shops at Planet Hollywood were sold to Institutional Mall Investors, LLC. While terms of the details... While terms of the details... 
I don't know if that's, that doesn't sound right, but you know what I mean. They haven't been announced. Sources close to the purchase say the price was just under $1.1 billion. While malls around the country are vastly on their decline, those in Vegas, as with most things in Vegas, don't follow the rules others are subjected to. In fact, the Miracle Mile Shops at Planet Hollywood is one of the 10 busiest malls in the United States. Originally opened in 2000 as a desert passage inside a redesigned Aladdin, the 475,000 square foot mall changed its name after Planet Hollywood took over. It then underwent an almost total rebranding, stopping just short of the back of the space by the V Theater, which still retains the original Arabian theme. Only in the sense it clearly shows the property made a conscious decision to not bother completing the refurb. <laughs> the 200-store mall is considered the only mall that doesn't cater primarily to the affluent. Something for you Jordan Apparel fans and a testament to either how poorly the shops are marketed or how little I pay attention to stores in a mall. The Miracle Mile Shops at Planet Hollywood has one of the few Flight 23 foot action stores in the country exclusively selling Jordan brand shoes and apparel. See, now I actually want to go, but I, I thought that was interesting. I'm like, how the fuck did I not know that? Interestingly enough, the most expensive mall in Las Vegas and arguably the U.S., MGM's The Crystals Mall at City Center, sold in April for $1.1 billion as well. Hmm. How fucked up is that? <laughs> I'll be darned. Um, you know, it would be interesting to, to... So we know that the Miracle Mile shops are 475,000 square feet right. of mall coverage. I wonder what the uh, Crystals Mall at City Center is if they're both selling for the exact same dollar amount. I think it's got more to do with their tenants and their... Uh... Actually, I guess that doesn't make any sense because you're right. It, it's more of, of a mainstream mall that, that sold for that kind of cash. And then you would think this super high-end thing, like the kind of thing where people talked about, like the businesses that are in there, like, oh, yeah, we only have to sell one thing, you know, once a year, and it pays for our fucking rent for the whole year. Like, okay, but you clearly aren't nearly as valuable as the one that, like, regular people can just fucking shop at, so... Right. Well, unless it's half the size. Oh, so I if it's that. if it's half the size of uh, Miracle Mile shops, then yeah, theoretically it's worth twice as much then to you know square foot for per square foot. Well, you do have to think of this too. Is it's a traditional mall that has you know tiny shops in some cases. It's got some restaurants, uh, uh, and and the crystals has those fucking giant areas that are, you know, it's not it's not stocked like a standard mall or a standard store would be. It's like, here's our 30 things that you can buy. You're like, yeah, okay, whatever. I don't understand. And it is the need. most confusing fucking thing to ever try to navigate through. Yeah. Oh my god, I have gone I have gone ape shit trying to get through there from when I was trying to walk into Aria mm -hmm. and now we just walk right we stay outside and just walk right to the to the casino now. Yeah, I I appreciate the concept i loathe the execution oh yeah. speaking of speaking of uh, and, and i'm i'm not this guy but i have to say something jim Muren has fucking no imagination whatsoever because the the theater we just talked about park theater if you look at the at the renderings of the video it looks exactly like aria like if i told you Hey, look at this uh, this place in Aria. Have you, you ever seen this? We're like, oh yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that before. We're like, yeah, because it's not in Aria. You wouldn't have no idea that it isn't in Aria. It looks exactly like it. Huh? That's 
interesting. I mean, I get people going with it with a with a style with with you know, like we talked about how all the buildings now are, are basically just all glass is, is kind of the thing they're doing. So I get that, but there tends to be some kind of evolution or, or graduation. I swear to you, Tony, it looks exact like there are parts of that film or of that that video which is all computer renderings of course but but there are parts of it going i swear to god that is in aria i know i have seen that hallway in aria i know without a doubt in my mind wow yeah that's yeah that does surprise me because it's um supposed to be tied into the park which is the formal monte carlo so you would think they would try to tie it in that unless they're expecting people to come from aria the people that are going to go see the concerts at this park theater are going to be oh, aria hotel a, residents that's a clever uh, point there i didn't i didn't even think of that because now they don't they don't have an, a live act they don't have any kind of a show there yeah oh that's uh, clever i didn't think of that uh, well i guess time will tell well finally Finally, we can report Vegas Stadium has been approved. Yeah, and there's actually some interesting things here for you, Tony. <laughs> After being forced to pay attention to months and months of speculation, we can finally report something significant regarding the Las Vegas Stadium that could be the future home of the NFL franchise Raiders. This week, the Nevada governor, Brian Sandoval, signed a bill approving construction on the stadium project that will at the very least host UNLV football as well as a vast array of events not possible until such an arena, or, sorry, until such a stadium existed in Las Vegas. Taxpayers, aka those of you that pay money to stay in a Vegas hotel, will fund more than 40% of the project's $1.9 billion price tag, while the remainder will be funded by Raiders owner and poster child for special needs haircuts, Mark Davis. <laughs> and let that boy's hair's fucked up, man. It looks like he's got like like safety helmet hair, like you gotta put on a kid so they don't hurt themselves. <laughs> And the rest is going to be funded by the Las Vegas Sands owner, Sheldon Nettle. You think I'm kidding? Google it. It'll fucking disturb you. You're like, that guy's a billionaire? (laughs) The level of taxpayer contribution has previously been referred to on this show as potentially the most dangerous precedent in professional sports. However, recently discovered data shows those concerns are completely unfounded. Since 1997... Public funding on NFL stadiums tend to cover an average of more than half of the total cost, with extremes as high as 100% for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Stadium and 90% for the Baltimore Ravens Stadium in 1998, and most recently, 86% for the Indianapolis Colts Stadium in 2008. In fact, only seven of the 20 markets that have built or refurbished stadiums since 1997 have can have contributed less than 40% of the total overall cost. Those are San Francisco, New York Giants and Jets, Dallas, Philadelphia, New England, Detroit, and DC. For those of you interested in more information regarding NFL funding, we will have a link to the report on the blog that I discovered. So I would like to be the first to apologize to the state of Nevada, as if they care, or more importantly, our listeners, for passing along misinformation and subjecting you to an opinion not rooted in reason and fact. It's something I pride myself on. Anybody can just regurgitate an idiot opinion. I like to think I at least can say, well, my idiot opinion's got some facts I can point to. Now, that aside, a few other details we should share with you about the bill the governor signed. 
Clark County's hotel room tax increase will not only fund part of the stadium, but will help fund the Las Vegas Convention Center's plans to move up to the Strip via the acquisition and demolition of the Riviera, as well as pay for 300 more police officers. Details still needing worked out include the location of the stadium. The two front runners are on opposite sides of I-15 from each other, diagonal to be specific, sharing West Russell Road. Basically, the Bally High site, the golf course, Bally High, sits south of Mandalay Bay, east of I-15, and the other is west of Mandalay Bay, west of I-15. Only the Bally High site will be accessible to foot traffic from Las Vegas Boulevard. Lastly, the, oh, and another point of reference that will help you out, kind of like right next door to the Welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas sign is where the Bally High site is. Lastly, the NFL owners need to approve the move. However, popular opinion is that won't be an issue. The answer as to the stadium location is expected to be made before the vote for relocation will happen in January at the NFL owners meeting. So I've looked up Mark Davis. And it fucked up. And he almost, it almost seems like he might have fallen into like a vat of acid. And so they had to reconstruct his head right. and face and hair. And that's what they were just like, well, we'll we'll take that one character that Jim Carrey played in Dumb and Dumber's <laughs> hair and we'll just just kind of set it right on top of him. Yeah, it, um, it's it's kind of like Lego hair, except, except with a horrible hairline. Like even a Lego guy's <laughs> got good hairline. <laughs> right. Oh, so well, this is interesting. This is interesting. I think the most interesting part really is the finding out what percentage of contribution is coming from us, you know, the, the, the hotel tax paying portion right. versus what the rest is being, uh, you know, contributed. So 60% at the end of the day is a pretty big chunk of change. And you got to assume the money that they're going to bring in for these sports ball fans will, will sports ball. <laughs> certainly make up for the other 40%. By the way, the taxpayers are only doing 41% in this case. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. You mentioned 60%. I didn't know where you were going with that. Well, the other 60% isn't that dumb. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what uh, Private is doing. Uh, Sheldon Adelson yeah. yeah. and, uh, and Mark Davis. Okay. Yeah. We're on the same page now. Good. <laughs> well, I guess uh, that does it for news. Let's move into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, taking a page from Disney, the park at New York, New York, has added three single-colored, full-sized Lego people sitting on park benches. It's now one of the popular photograph uh, opportunities now. Is it really? Yeah, well, it's it's a cute thing if you haven't seen it before. If you have, you're like, it, it's kind of like when you go to one of those, uh, like you go to a bench at McDonald's and Ronald's sitting there like, dude, yeah. really? Just, just, come on, there, that's a seat someone else could have. <laughs> go. <move on>. <laughs> <laughs> right. Following up on last week's news that Golden Nugget Players Club members can use their comps at Landry's restaurants, we learned you cannot accrue points for money spent at Landry's restaurants. Mm. Well, and that's a good question. I, I appreciate you looking into that because that was something that I had wondered. Jen and I eat at, there's a Mitchell's Fish Market here in the Lansing area that we'll go and have dinner at quite frequently. And I thought, God, that would be fantastic if I could start putting my my meal charges towards my points. Mm -hmm. But alas, not to not to although, you know, interesting a little bit of trivia. I got an email from 
Total Rewards this week yeah. asking me if I were to. They said, you know, Total Rewards is thinking about pairing up with other opportunities for our players to be able to expand their, you know, player status or whatever. Right. What of the following would you be inclined to do? And of course, restaurants and hotels and airlines and things like that were, were connected. But the, my number one pick was restaurants because I like to eat and I like to drink. And if I can get points towards that to artificially prop up my platinum or diamond status for total rewards, I would take that. I dream of a world where everything I do somehow relates back to my eventual trips to Vegas. Hell yeah. I'm And I'm a little surprised that they're not more integrated like that. But I'm sure it's, it's on its way. I, I, I also received that, that same survey, so I, I'm sure it's on its way. After being approved to build in 2014... Vital Vegas reports that the two-story, 45,000-square-foot turmeric flavor of India has finally opened across the street from Container Park. This is the third, quote-unquote, flavors of India restaurant that's in Nevada. The other two are Saffron and Curry Leaf, all owned by the same family. That was clever. That is clever, although I I loathe Indian food. I haven't tried, but I'm leery. It's I I like Thai food and I really thought I would like Indian food, but I just wasn't a fan. Hmm. All right. Protesting orange douche Donald Trump, members of the Culinary Union built a wall of taco trucks <laughs> outside of Trump International Hotel just before the third and final presidential debate held in Las Vegas. This is the tenth time they've protested the hotel since unionizing in December. To date, Trump has refused to meet and or bargain with them. So lose, lose, win. They all lose, and I win because they lose. (laughs) I don't like any of you. Vital Vegas reports that just behind the high roller in the Link Promenade is a haunted house named Zombie Escape. Admission is $20 or $15 for total reward members. You know, I am not a big fan of haunted houses. I was just going to ask that question. I, I see zero value of intentionally... You know, scaring the shit out of myself. See, I, I'm not. I, I, I'm totally with you. By the way, 100 with you. Uh, I don't mind being scared. It's not my favorite of all sensations. I mean, if there's an interesting enough movie, I, I don't. I don't mind being scared. Those things, I hate because it's always some asshole that goes too far, that then pushes me into the red where I will start fucking swinging. You know, well, if I'm trying to move forward and you won't get out of my way. I'm not kidding. I will fucking attack you. And that was that was 20 years ago. So I like that that to me and that was my last experience with it like on I will fucking end you, you piece of shit. Get the fuck yeah. out of my way and I'm like, yeah. yeah, I can't do this anymore. No, I I I get that. I I wondered actually if you did that or if, because you're right, that's what they do. Their job and you know, you've got that not you specifically, but I'm saying inherently we've got that fight or flight and you right. see some of those clips on like Facebook and whatnot of where people jump out at someone and they're just in knee-jerk reactions just to throw a punch. Right. <laughs> and I just think to myself, God, I would never want to work at one of those places right. <laughs> because I get the shit beat out of me. Not intentionally, of right, course, right. but you, you got to assume that's, uh, you know, part of the dangers that come with working there. No, my situation wasn't nearly that extreme. I get that you, you have to... Uh, I get that somebody's going to jump out. I get that they're going to get in front of me. I get that they're going to jump beside me. It's the guy that jumps in front of me and, you know, scares you. You're like, oh, and you step back. 
and then you start to move forward, and they come at you again. It's like going, you did your fucking thing. Get the fuck out of the way now, all right? And now it's time for me to move forward. It's like, do it again. Fucking I dare you do it again as I move forward. I will attack you. And they don't like that. <laughs> Imagine that. So I learned. <laughs> what? I was frightened. This is how I react. <laughs> I, you brought this on shelves, the way I look at it. <laughs> In barely Vegas news, McCarran Airport just opened the nation's second tallest air traffic control tower. The structure is 352 feet tall. Look how big my air traffic control tower is, <laughs> Vegas, fucking nothing but a bunch of guys with small dicks. House of Blues at Planet Hollywood announces that Billy Idol has extended his residency at the venue through May of 2017. Vital Vegas reports that a 25-foot-tall W was installed above the SLS Vegas marquee in preparation for the tower run by the hotel chain getting ready to open next month. It's the largest sign in the chain's portfolio. No word when the T, F, and arrow <laughs> sign pointing at the Nazarian Pokemon figure will be installed. You can make reservations now for the W for stays starting December 1st. However, the grand who cares opening won't be until February. Hey, do you give a shit about this? Like any of these, these type of towers? Not particularly. And this is, so as a part of that, total reward survey that they that they sent to us one of the questions was how many nights in a hotel do you stay that's not a casino hotel and i shit you not mark i think i hit like the number three like as i went through my head i'm like jen and i never stay anywhere that's not a hotel casino fuck we're losers but or the, the part of the problem and for something like the w is we're not Look, we don't have jobs that require travel for our work, so we don't have any allegiance to any particular hotel chain because we can rack up points. And if the W isn't going to comp me as a part of an SLS, you know, if, if they're if they're not in in tandem together, right. I don't know that I would ever. I mean, I don't know that I ever stayed SLS to begin with, but you get my point. You know, these places that are kind of onesies that are being connected to other properties, I don't know whether they're offered as a part of their comp hotel room plan when right. I go online and or call up a host or whatever. So, no, that was a really, really long-ass answer to <laughs> your question. No, no I, I'm with you. I've never, ever gotten into any of the luxury towers like Delano, the Four Seasons, the fucking Nobu Tower, like any of those things like... So wait a minute, it's the same property. They just have a, it's tower run by somebody else. Like, I don't, I don't really care. If anything, it sounds less appealing because now, I mean, not that there are much when in, the, in the line of themes anymore, but it's, it's kind of like, I, I kind of, I like staying in the, I, I don't know. It's, it's just never appealed to me. I'm not, I'm not saying that they don't have value. I just, they, they don't have value to me. I'm, I'm right, I'm right there with you. Those anxious to see what Chef Morimoto has planned for this restaurant at MGM Grand, Eater Vegas shared the menu minus the prices this week. And they'll probably have be minus the prices every week. <laughs> we'll have a link on the blog for those for of you that are interested. <laughs> one of those things, like, if you have to ask, it's too much. <laughs> well, I got to say, one of the things that does annoy me is a lot of the Vegas restaurants do post their menus, but they don't post the prices. And the reason why I wish they would is because I want to be able to do a dollar for dollar comparison to say, you know, 
these are both equally priced, but this particular menu has a lot more options right. on it that I would be interested in. Or conversely, it might be something like, well, you know, I'm not crazy about this particular restaurant's menu, but I love the cocktail menu that they're that they're offering. Right, right. So I could find a few things off the menu to eat because, let's be honest, you're only going to pick one meal to eat off right. the menu anyway. So it was always like my a friend of mine when I was in high school, kind of dating myself, gather around, Kitty's grandpa's got a story. <laughs> a friend of mine used to give me such absolute shit because I only ever kept one CD in my car. And I was like, well... I, I can only listen to one CD at a time. So why do I need like 18 CDs in my car? And he's like, well, what, what if you what if you get tired of listening to one CD? I said, well, then when I got home, I would switch it out for another CD. Right. Okay. Swear to God, I've got a point. Swear to God, a point. <laughs> no, I'm with you. It's the same thing with the menu. There could be 38 things on the menu that you would want to order, but you're only going to pick one of them. Right. So. That's why I wish that there were prices on there, just so that I could kind of do a compare and contrast to say, well, you know, if prices are all, you know, all being equal, then what do I really want to go for? Was it the cocktail menu that stands out more for me? Is it some specific meal that I want? So uh, it was, that was a really long and important no, story. No, I, I'm, I completely with you, uh, just in a different way. I mean, the thing I don't like about it... What, there are often times when we go to a meal in Vegas and it, you 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 act very Vegasy about it, like fuck the price. We're just gonna have a good meal and we're gonna have it's gonna be a good event. It's gonna be a very Vegasy thing. But there's something exceptionally off-putting that you won't even fucking tell me. Like like I don't have an issue with market price. I get that. I get that sure. shit fluctuates. That's fine. But when you won't tell me what your fucking av appetizer runs, it, it's not that I can't afford it. I don't want to give you money for it. The fact that you aren't making that more convenient to me go fuck yourself agreed 100 percent. and what sounds like a sad attempt to garner public support for the idea australian country music singer keith urban told the rj that he wouldn't be adverse to doing a vegas residency the former american idol judge played the t-mobile arena today i think it was huh. uh, i i think really what that comes down to is Ooh, ooh, hey guys, I, I'm trying to stay culturally relevant. Uh, <laughs> throw me a bone? <laughs> That's what I thought was really funny about it. Like, who says stuff like that? Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing a Vegas residency, but like, on We Didn't Ask. All right? <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly what it looks like. In matter of fact news, Lucky Dragon won final approvals from the Nevada Gaming Commission. Lucky Dragon opens December 3rd and is located almost at the corner of Sahara and Las Vegas Boulevard, about 500 feet west of the world's largest gift shop. I mean, I get that you have to make those kind of updates, but it's so silly. Like, if, if you weren't to the point of an absolute certainty, did you really invest this kind of money into building this going, oh, fuck, we can't open it. They're not going to approve us. Like, really? Absolutely. Yeah, right. no, absolutely. I, I agree. And frankly, that's a really good location. I know where I've been in that. It's not bad. Uh, world's largest gift shop uh, a couple times, just uh, particularly like when I took Jen or Jason for their very first time to Vegas. I'm like, hey, let's just go in here. If you want to pick up a Vegas souvenir, you know, this is the place to do it because it's going to be 50% less expensive than something out of the Paris gift shop or whatever. Right. So it's it's a good location, and with SLS right there and uh, the Strat sort of right there, but I think Circus Circus is probably closer than the Strat at that point. Um, I think it's, a, wow. it's hey, it's, it's the slow but steady rebuild of North uh, North Boulevard. I completely agree with you in in 
more than one way. But I think the most interesting is it is walking distance. I mean, there isn't a lot down there, but to your point, if you're staying at SLS, if you're staying at Stratosphere, you now have a walkable option. Most things that are off-strip or quote-unquote off-strip, think about it. How many of those can you walk to? I can think of two. There is Hooters, and there is I, I, what, the, the West End, or I think it's the, or the, the Cost Arena. Yep. And, yep. and that's, I know. that's trying to not be a fucking casino anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So that is walkable. Most of them are, you can't fucking walk to Palms. Well, I mean, I did, but you, you shouldn't walk to Palms and Rio and shit like that. That's too far. This yeah. is walkable. For sure. Oh, that'll be, that's good. That, that's cool. Excited for it. According to a study by the Brookings Institute, Las Vegas is the seventh fastest ride-sharing market in the country. Currently, there are 6,500 licensed Uber drivers and Lyft drivers. Well, combined. You know, shut up. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm like, shut up. Like someone's judging me. I can feel it. <laughs> anyway, there are 6,500 licensed Uber and Lyft drivers in the city. However, only 4,100 and change are unique, meaning many drivers work for both services. Which I, that's really cool. That's really clever. No word exactly how much that has fucked the remaining organized crime operation in the city commonly known as cab companies, but fingers crossed it results in total eradication. Go fuck yourself, long-hauling cunts. I'll tell you what, Mark. I was the biggest skeptic and and vocal to boot about these ride-sharings just because when they first cropped up, it seemed like everybody was focusing on the negative the the rapes and the robberies and whatnot that the drivers were perpetrating on their their unsuspecting passengers right. but i did it for the first well i i did it for real for the first time at 360 vegas vacation three right. when jeff and jen and i were bouncing around we took an uber out to the neon museum we took an uber to the strip twice once for the, the activities that were taking place on the first night and then when we actually moved to the strip we did it again and i mean it was chump change compared to what the taxis cost and I know that I can speak on that because we took a taxi I believe because we had luggage and it was it wound up being like three times as much as Uber I am the biggest fan of Uber now absolutely well and you don't have at least I'm I'm almost 100% in my experiences almost 100% you don't get the fucking chatty thing just shut up and drive me we don't we're we're not going to be friends uh, you're going to take me from here to here, and I'm going to give you money, and then we're going to go away. And I'm going to give you money via my phone. You don't have to exchange anything. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I adore Uber. I know some people are fans of Lyft. I don't give a shit. Uber's the one, for some reason, that I chose. Uber, Lyft, they're all great. Fucking, I cannot recommend it enough. Already home to a chef's table experience, Guy Savoie's restaurant at Caesar's Palace announced this week that there is a new addition called the Caviar Room. Starting November 2nd, prices will range from the lows, such as $47 for a half a portion, to as high as $375 for a full portion. Names were included. However, (laughs) the desire to mispronounce them was minimal. That's awesome. Um, So, have you ever had caviar? I haven't in... I can't say that I'm I'm adverse to trying it. I mean, fuck, I tried octopus with Alistair and Karen, so 
I mean, I, I'm not adverse to trying them. I've just never been in the situation where, where, where I, I could. So, yeah. I mean, uh, I guess same, there it is. Same here. My biggest concern is it's going to be chasing the dragon, meaning I am going to love it <laughs> I know, right? so much. And when it's $375 for a whole portion of it, I'll be like, well, fuck, now I'm going to have to start selling my body for caviar. I know, right? You're like, let's see. I, I like to gamble a ton. I like high-end scotch. And now I'm fucking eating <laughs> high-end caviar. <laughs> oh, my God. You're giving me your seed so I can have egg. I just, just occurred to me. That's what, now that's now see Alanis, that's real irony. I know, right? <laughs> Definition. All right. <laughs> well, I guess that's it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. Attractions is the portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Las Vegas in the future. This segment is brought to you by tickets.accessvegas.com. If you are going to a concert or an event in Las Vegas or anywhere in the world, treat yourself right by grabbing great premium seats at tickets.accessvegas.com. So this first one I would absolutely pay (laughs) money to go see. It is Adam Sandler, Rob Schneider, Tim Meadows and more are performing at the Joint at Hard Rock Friday and Saturday, December 2nd and 3rd. Doors open at 8 p.m. Tickets start at 80 bucks. From my understanding, um, it's kind of like the end more is kind of a revolving door of the exact same type of people. Like, I mean, let's be honest. This is basically the cast reunion of SNL, <laughs> you know, for oh. a period of time, for like for like the early 90s. This is basically Absolutely. a cast reunion. <laughs> Absolutely. Jen and I had gotten t- were given um, tickets to see Rob Schneider, Tim Meadows, and Neil. Um, oh. He did the he did the weekend update. Neil McDonald. That's it. Yes. Uh, to see them, the three of them at our local Indian casino here, yeah. just uh, in Battle Creek, and they were great. I mean, they were they were still fresh. They were still relatively relevant. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were a few jokes that sure seemed like they were recycling the jokes that they had used when they were initially used on SNL back in the like early to middle 90s. Right. We're like, hmm, I don't know <laughs> if we can make uh, John Sununu jokes anymore. I, I think that's lost on. <laughs> Go ahead, kids. Google John Sununu. Right. Um, and not the son that's currently the governor of New Hampshire. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to do a little more work than just Google. One Republic is performing at the joint at Hard Rock Sunday, December 11th. Doors open at 5.30 p.m. Tickets start at 6 o'clock. That's got to be like some kind of a festival. Who the fuck opens at 5.30? You are One Republic. You kind of have a name and a following. Fuck, your tickets start yeah. at 60 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. That is interesting. Have you seen a, a concert at, at the joint? I have not, and it's largely because it's standing room, and I'm too fucking old for that shit. I got you. Although I okay. think there is some seating. To be fair, I, I've not really paid a ton of attention. I almost went to go see Corn when we were when we were. I think we we were in town like a I don't know like a week or so before they were going to perform at the Pearl of Palms. I would have done that. But after after our whole Chelsea experience at Cosmopolitan, not that that venue isn't fine, but standing that long, I'm like oh, I'm too fucking old for this shit. Or 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 
I become successful in my life, I deserve to sit down. All right. Yeah. I deserve to have a seat where I can fucking sit when I want to sit down. Well, and you know what? Charge me a premium. To I know, sit right? Down. Oh, I'll pay for this. <laughs> Just yeah. give it to me. Put all the cheap standing assholes behind me <laughs> and make make sure there's a good like amount of space between us and them. Because, I know, right? You know, like, yeah, I don't. I don't need to mingle with those pieces of shit. <laughs> right. Uh, Adam Devine is performing at the Joint at Hard Rock, and that's going to be Friday, January 27th. Doors start at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $35. Roof. Who, I, I feel like I should know this. Who's you should. He's the guy, and I, I was trying to remember the name of the movie. It was the, uh, it had Zac Efron in it, and they were, it was two brothers looking for dates for a wedding. It was a really, really good movie. I can't oh, recommend it. Oh, I know who that is. It's I really, know exactly who really that is. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it also had my girlfriend in it, the, uh, and I can't remember her name. Oh, right, right Anna Kendrick. Oh, my God. Have you seen fucking, I'm horrible with fucking names right now. Uh, 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 fucking the girl that was on Parks and Rec. She was the real off. Uh, uh, off yeah, Audrey something. Audrey, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, Audrey. That girl has an amazing fucking body. She was in Dirty Grandpa and this, which, by the way, Dirty Grandpa, you, you'll be fine to miss that, other than for her rocking body. But, uh, like, that girl not only has the same kind of dirty fucking humor that we have, but just... Uh, that uh, she's she's earned her her fame past that not just because she's got a great body but I mean because she is funny she will put herself in, in situations where you're like well that's inappropriate but hilarious as fuck <laughs> you know nice. it's like I would do listen I think dicks are hilarious you know anytime <laughs> I can see a dick on 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 camera well I mean anytime in, in a in a comedic uh, this is going really wrong <laughs> speaking of dicks right <laughs> <laughs> Maroon 5 is performing at Mandalay Bay Friday and Saturday, December 30th and 31st. You guys know what I'm talking about. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $100. How brilliant is it for you as a band to perform in Vegas on New Year's? Someone is paying you to come to Vegas for New Year's. Yeah, that's... And it's starting at 100 bucks. I mean, let's be honest. And I might be somewhat showing my age with this comment I'm about to make, but I think that Maroon 5 was probably on near the end of their life until Adam Levine popped up on The Voice. And I think all of a sudden that has taken their career back off. Now somebody wind up might end up showing me, you know, that their sales, of, their album sales were only doing better and better with every <laughs> one that came out over the last 12 or 13 years, right. and I'm full of shit. But it didn't seem like I had seen Maroon 5 everywhere, and now I'm like, shit, there they are. So maybe it's just reticular activation. Yeah, I, I, I can't speak to it either. I mean, I'm familiar with them, but probably only more than, like slightly more than you. At the disco, are performing. That's how <laughs> they, you say it. <laughs> I hate when people put stupid um, uh, exclamation points or really any grammatical points in in their name. But it's right. panic with an exclamation point. At the disco, are performing at Mandalay Bay Friday, March twenty fourth. Show starts at seven p.m. Tickets start at forty dollars, and I give it one show at most. You know what's funny? I have I, I have made the same complaint. It 
fucking drives me nuts when somebody specifically in a business instance will send, you know, and they're trying to be friendly and they'll send something like, going, thank you, exclamation. Or they, I, that's even a bad example. They'll say something with like a shit ton of exclamation points. Like, what the fuck are you yelling at me for? Yeah. What the fuck did I yeah. do wrong here? Like, yeah. oh, no, I, I was just really happy. Like, going, okay, because that means you're fucking screaming at. The only way you could have done this worse is all fucking caps. <laughs> all caps, yeah. So, yeah, no email you send me, uh, just short of it being something about 360 Vegas Vacation 4, is going to necessitate a level of excitement that needs an exclamation point after every single fucking sentence. <laughs> And and to me, one it that, that's a that's a I, I've thought about that decision <laughs> when when I put one in there. Two is completely uh, that's unnecessary <laughs> and obnoxious. <laughs> now now you're just overselling it. I know, now right? I don't actually believe the validity of these. <laughs> <things>. <laughs> well, I don't want to go now. Yeah, you guys are all it's sellout bullshit. <laughs> Well, don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists that we report on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. Let's move into Vegas deals. Vegas Deals is brought to you by Vegas Fanboy. Quote, I'm so high right now. <laughs> That's what he's titled this one. <laughs> oh, I get it. That's clever. <laughs> he's, he's a smart one. I like him. All right, so I'll start us off. The first one he's sharing with us is the High Roller. It's a discounted half happy hour, or discounted happy half hour late night package. It's a Groupon deal. For $79, you can get two tickets for the happy half hour nighttime ride on the high roller because it only takes half an hour to do a thing so you know what it reminds me of like you remember an mtv had the half hour comedy hour way back no no all right never mind <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> they did google it <laughs> anyway the uh the high roller happy hour half an hour it features an open bar for the duration of your ride as i mentioned was 30 minutes tickets also include two for one drinks at american bar and 20% off food at Brooklyn Bowl. This may be the most entertaining 30 minutes you have in Vegas stuck in a cabin. Oh, that makes me sad if that's the most entertaining time you have in Vegas. Uh, <laughs> Poor Adam. What I are know. you doing, Adam? Jeez. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely fun. I'm not going to argue with you for, for fuck's sake. Well, it means alternatively, when he's not there having that much fun, he's playing bingo out at South Point. <laughs> He's a champion. <laughs> uh, he he does he does mention that uh, it's the most fun you'll have unless you find yourself on a bus with Tony and a stripper pole. Yeah, well, Adam, you know what? That, that might have been just a one time. It might have been a one off, and you missed that opportunity. Or a two off, <laughs> because it's the second time in a row you've done it. <laughs> Note the well, value. Oh yeah, you did it at Vegas Vacation too. And I approve. <laughs> Note, the value play on the Groupon is for the late night package. They offer, quote, discounted tickets for daytime happy hour. But oddly, they actually cost $3 more than if you bought tickets online through the official High Roller site. So a similar deal can be found on TravelZoo. Hmm. I, I would do this. I have yet oh, to do the High Roller. roller. I, oh, you haven't done the High Roller yet? Really? I have not. 
So if I can do an open bar, uh, I, I, I just to at least say that I've done it, I want to try it. If I love it, I'll do it again. See, I would recommend that everybody do it during the day and then do it at night as well. And I haven't done it at night, so this would be perfect. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, th- this is something else I would be willing to try. The Voodoo Zipline. At 500 feet in the air, you'll sail at 33 miles an hour between the two Rio Towers. Normally priced at $27 per ticket, this deal offers $10 off the basic price. This Groupon is technically for the VIP package. The included items include, or excuse me, the included items offer marginal value. You get 50% off your ride video, two for one pictures, and 50% off the voodoo zipline clothing items <laughs> in case you soil your pants. Really, I wouldn't have thought you would you would do a zipline. Um, I would, I would give it a try. I really enjoyed doing the zipline before it closed down, and they introduced the new like Superman zipline, which I also yeah, yeah. would be willing to do. I see. I would totally do that one if if only because you know it's like it, it's on it's on Fremont. But I mean, I, I'm not saying I would only do one or the other because this would also be fun to go from one building to another building. Yeah. 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 All right. Stratosphere, the Level 107 Sky Lounge. Now, while this is not a coupon offering, 107 Sky Lounge boasts one of the best views in Vegas. The revolving restaurant is fun, but it does come at a price. The lounge, though, offers two happy hours daily, from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. and from 10.30 to 1 a.m. You get half-priced appetizers and two-for-one drinks. The two-for-one drink specials continue until 4 a.m. as the kitchen closes at 1. So take in a panoramic view of both the Strip and downtown and enjoy the beats laid down by the lounge resident DJs, DJ Girl 6, DJ K-Switch, and DJ V-Tech, among others. Fun fact, one of those names is made up. Sad Hmm. fact, you probably don't know which one. I know which one, (laughs) do you? Uh, I have no idea. I'm going to break it. What's that? Guess, guess, go ahead. I I would go with... um... DJ K Switch. You win. That's that's the nice. one. Girl Six is a movie that Spike Lee did that was about uh, somehow loosely tied into Prince music that Vanity Six did and, and uh, the Nasty Girl. It was the most famous song that they had done. And okay. DJ V Tech. V Tech is a. It's kind of you know you know V Tech is kind of like BASF. We don't make a lot of the products you buy. We make a lot of the products you buy better. That's that's what I gotcha. does, Yeah. Well, and I knew I knew that bit of trivia, which is why I knew that K-Switch was the, the, the made-up name. Oh. So, no, not even a little. Oh. <laughs> not even a little. I bought it. <laughs> oh, my God. No, not even a little. That's awesome, though. All right, fine, fine. Let's, uh, let's check the river. All right, so we got a review. I'll tell you what. Why don't I do the review, and then you do the listener feedback. Does that sound good? Sure. All right. So we got five stars from H Key Skate, or H-K-E-Y, and then S-K and numerical uh, eight. I think you got it right the first time. H Key Skate. Uh, he titled, he or she, titled it a fun and entertaining Vegas podcast. He posted this on October 15th, 2016, to our iTunes. He says... I have been listening to this podcast from almost the beginning. It has evolved, but always for the better. The hosts have fun, and you can tell. Mark, Karen, and Tony do a great job of mixing Vegas news with their views. Spoiler alert, they do have opinions. Shocker number one. (laughs) 
and you just might not agree with them. Shocker number two. They love and enjoy different properties than others love, but that's what makes Vegas what it is. Spoiler alert number two. Mark likes to have fun and laugh. (laughs) Even though I don't always agree with some of their non-Vegas views, I still listen every week. I do listen to other Vegas podcasts, even though I don't agree with some of their Vegas views. Mark's Vintage Vegas segments are also great as well. Thank you for a great podcast. Love your work. Thank you. Thank you. An intelligent, an intelligent... Oh, not that all the other... I'm going down a wrong road here. The point I'm trying to say is, yes, you can enjoy our show and not agree with everything I say. You can also understand the difference that sometimes I say shit trying to be funny or amusing or entertaining, and it doesn't work. Because... But I, I would argue many of the talk shows, uh, uh, late night talk shows, don't don't pull that off either. But they're trying. We're all trying is the point. All right. Uh, Mr. or Ms. H. Key Skate, I think, did a great job of going into detail. You know, there's an old adage of nobody cares about the how until they understand the why. And, and it's all, you know, I can... In a very real sense, you tell kids, well, we don't, thank God, but other people may tell their children, <laughs> go clean up your room. Right. Why? Because I said so. Well, that doesn't teach right, them right. anything. If you say, well, we're about to have company over and we want our house to look nice for when people come over, that's the why. People understand the why. That's what H. Key Skate did, did here. He explained the why behind the show. Right. There are going to be times when... We may have an opinion on something that you don't inherently agree with. Right. But the thing is, is you don't you don't burn down the house simply because it needs a new roof. Right. You go, okay, well, it is what it is. Or I don't like the paint, you know, the paintings in the in the in the living room. You don't burn the house down. Likewise with us, you may not agree with everything that we say, but this, the value of the podcast are the things that you're going to pick up. And frankly, maybe sometimes you'll actually learn something by listening to a point of view that you don't inherently agree with. I would be disturbed if you agreed with everything that I said. I would honestly, like, you would be the person that I get to meet, like, oh, did you see this fucking psycho? There's everything <laughs> I fucking said. <laughs> like, I don't even agree with everything I've said. <laughs> I, I I love it. This is clearly an intelligent person who wanted to share a, a valuable opinion. And we just happen to be lucky enough that they do enjoy the show. Because I think that this would have been fair as a negative review. You know, obviously, you sure. can't switch a few things up. But if you're just making, you know, valid points, you know, that, you know what? I just, this guy, they, they, they just talk about too many things that I don't really like. So, you know, other than that, you know, it's got good news and content. But it's just not for me. I appreciate the shit out of those. You know, but sure. you know, to our to our advantage here, they you know, H key skate actually likes us. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, hooray! All right, so let's move into the uh, listener feedback because we got an email. Yes, we got it from Mike Sprayberry. He writes, "Hi guys, forgive me if this is a novice question, but I am not a huge cigar guy, and have only caught your other podcast a few times." He's talking to Tony here specifically, if that isn't clear. Uh, I'm sure I edited this down or something. I'm heading to Vegas in a few weeks, and a couple of buddies that will be with me are big cigar fans. What cigar bars and or shops top your list in Vegas? The closer to the Strip, the better. Downtown is okay, too, as we may get down there while we're there, but they only have two nights to my six. I'll definitely be downtown in a few nights without them. Anyway, thanks again for all you guys do. Love the podcast, particularly the current consistent lineup of Mark, Karen, and Tony. God, people love the three of us. Isn't this so weird? 
Yeah, and I like that we're referencing the new consistent lineup of the three of us without one of the three. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's so weird. Like, uh, and we had someone else mention early in the show. Like, as as this show has evolved many times, and it's it's never been intentional. It's just been like, well, it's just happened. You know, so if anything, it's even more of a compliment that, you know, the show's going to, you know, has evolved and it's, it's always been for the better. But like going, wow, we just keep getting luckier and luckier. <laughs> Which is surprising to me because I did not think that it could ever be outdone the camaraderie that you and Brian yeah. have and, and had on the podcast together. Yeah. Um, I kind of wondered if it was going to be like, well, now that he's left, is Mark going to maybe kind of fall away and won't have the interest because Brian's not a part of it but so then of course you had Matt who was just a hoot and I loved his sense of humor and he was just so funny and um, and then you got Scott from Vital Vegas who is boots on the ground so he can give you almost immediate live updates on what's happening and they bring this idiot guy from Michigan in and I'm like ah oh, shit so it's I, I, I personally am of the opinion Mike that the show has gone downhill based on the most recent add on here but um, no I agree it's it's the, you figured out what works you figured out what the audience is really into no, but hold on hold on to be fair I haven't figured these things out I'm like you know who would be who would be fun to talk about Vegas oh shit Tony It'd be fun to talk to Tony. Like, to me, it's, it's, I, I say it all the time. I don't know what you guys think is funny. I don't know what you think is interesting. I know what I think is funny and interesting and informative and what I want to know. So what I'm going to do is try and make jokes that I think are funny. I'm going to talk to people that I think are interesting. And I'm going to share with you information about Vegas that I think is interesting. If you agree, awesome. If not, you know what that means? We just don't have the same. We're not. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm off no, today. No, 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 no. I, you're, you're, you're spot on, actually. I but fumbled. okay, we should probably finish out the rest of uh, Mike's email. Yeah. So he writes, uh, "I intend to leave an iTunes review soon. Uh, for now, I'm drunk and my glass is empty." Mike. Nice, <laughs> nice, Mike. That's fantastic. All right, buddy. So you're right. This is probably all me. So let's talk real quick, Mike. The one thing that I wish you would have included in your email was where you were staying. Because based on where you're staying, I could give you better advice. So I'm going to... Oh, I don't think I'm gonna, cares. <laughs> I will gloss over some quickly, uh, and then I will go into detail on a little bit more. If you're staying at Mandalay Bay or the south portion of the Strip, I would go to the Davidoff Cigar kiosk and it's not a kiosk not even a little but it's in mandalay bay your if your buddies are cigar fans they're going to know that name and they're going to know the quality that comes with it that being said be prepared that each smoke is going to run them about 20 to 25 dollars which is a five to ten dollar premium a because of the name and b because you're able to get it so conveniently in las vegas sidetrack sidetrack Yep. I'd seen those things many times in like fucking Venetian and shit like that. Had yep. no idea what they were. They they as far as I could have known, they could have been fucking perfume stands. Until I met you, and now they it's it's like a whole new world. Like, oh, I like that. That's how many cigars are over there. Yeah. Yes. And as Mark Apley points out, they've got those stores at the Venetian. So if you're up that way, that's a place to go. Although I'm, I'll circle around to that in just a minute. Uh, they've got them in the l nice walkway between Bally's and Paris. They've got a real nice store in MGM Grand. If you're staying center strip, I would highly, highly recommend that you hit 
one of two. You can go to what's recently opened up, the Monte Cristo Bar, on the actual Caesar's Palace floor itself. You can do gambling. What I would be interested is if you guys do that, or if any of the listeners can can talk to this, do they comp any of the cigars if you're gambling? I think the answer is no. Probably not, but that that what a great question. My understanding is I think you can get drinks. Our buddy Andrew, who's been to, I, I think two or maybe all three of our Vegas vacations. Uh, he's from Indianapolis. Right. Really good guy. You, you got to meet him when we went to uh, oh, yeah. Louisville. Yep. He has been there, and I believe he told me that they comp any drink that's under $12, and he took a picture of the menu, and everything was $13 and up. <laughs> So, so you might be getting, you know, something, a, 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 a dram of, you know, a pour of, like, Glenfiddich. Um, <laughs> yeah, like you, you you get a, can I sample that? Drip. There you go. So that's the Monte Cristo. Or if you go into the forum shops, you can go to the uh, Casa Fuente, which has a bar as well. Uh I, you know, I hate to say it now that the Monte Cristo bar is opened up and it's on the casino floor. I don't know that I would inherently make the effort to go to Casa Fuente unless I was a huge Fuente cigar fan. But I think Monte Cristos are just as good. All right. Bringing this in for a landing, I swear, Mark. The <laughs> other place it. that I would that I would be remiss not to at least spend a few minutes to talk about is the new uh, Davidoff Cigar Lounge that is opened up in front of the Fashion Show Mall, and it is situated where it's really more in front of Wynn, but it's really kind of halfway between Wynn and Venetian. So they've got a full bar as well. They've got a beautiful stock of cigars, some things that they don't even sell in their Davidoff stores in the casinos you can get at nice. the at the Davidoff Lounge. So that's a really long answer. Again, I don't know where you're staying, buddy, so that's why I had to hit the entire the entire strip. You know what's funny? I don't know how many times we've gone to Vegas together. But every time I'm always like, I'm gonna have a cigar with you. Still haven't to this day. Still haven't done it. Right. Well, we'll do it. We'll, one of these times we'll do it. Maybe I'll bring cigars to one of the one of the meetups. Ooh. Hey, we got some really positive feedback about our about our lineup. People are really, really like like legitimately geeked out about this plan that we've put together that you've put together. Yeah, I, I'm really good at this, Tony. I'm really good at it. <laughs> I mean, people throw around the term "big fucking deal," you know, unnecessarily. But maybe if it is it is appropriate in some situations. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm humble about many things, but I, I'm really good at this. I'm, I'm an, I, you're gonna have the greatest time you've ever had in Las Vegas. I'm, I'm I'll put my fucking stamp right on that. Really, really well, really well. I, I can't emphasize enough to people. If you want to, because, and I mean this sincerely, I'm not just blowing smoke up your skirt when I tell you this. The fun part about Vegas vacation is it's almost a quasi real life experience of the movie Vegas Vacation. (laughs) It really is. You know, it's so funny you said that. I had people who haven't met me yet that were in Vegas over, over like the last week. And they were, they were talking about the stories of the things you've done at these Vegas vacations. I cannot wait for you to go. And I go, you know what's funny? The entire inspiration for the concept of Vegas vacation was I, I would do these trip reports, and they were always, like, hugely popular episodes, always, like, big-time downloads. And it, and it occurred to me, I'm like, 
you know what would be more fun than listening to me doing this stupid shit is being a part of me doing this stupid shit and that's how it all started man that's 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 so funny you brought that up <laughs> it's it's absolutely true though 100 percent i and the numbers I, you know the responses that we're getting of people saying either we're coming back which is incredibly humbling because these people have experienced us and they still want to use know, our right? vacation time <laughs> to, go, to go through it all over again but then the new people that are saying that's it i'm tired of hearing all of the good times that are that have been had at these past three trips i'm tired of hearing about these people but i only know them by their twitter handle i want to get to know them personally face to face right. share a drink with them it's it's remarkably humbling and i know i've said it once and i'll say it a thousand times it's just wild for people to walk up to you or i or karen or you know whomever alistair and say you know that one time when you were referencing in the podcast you said blah 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 and i think to myself i, I first of all i'm like i said that <laughs> said, yeah, that's that's really smart or that's really funny that's i know, right. I I know right. say that <laughs> <laughs> that's great <laughs> you know I, I completely listen if you like uh, uh, so many people compliment us on on the way that we have this show where it's like oh my god it's like listen to just friends hanging out that is exactly the entire vibe of Vegas vacation it's almost like a family reunion to family you didn't know you have but by the time you get there like these are the, how did we not hang out with them more these are like the coolest members of our family it's yeah. uh it's and, and my favorite favorite it is perfect example chris moore's wife but had to be dragged to vegas and now it is like do, have they put the details out yet do we know when they're going to do it so i can put it in for time off like the people that the the, the the people that were dragged along to go to this that fall head over heels in love with the the concept that to me goes beyond as I said with the show, as I say with Vegas Vacations, I don't know what you're going to like. I know what I'm going to like. So if you happen to notice that many of the things that I like, you also like, you're probably going to like what we're going to do for these things. So for the people that don't have that reaction, like, holy shit, that's really fun. I'm like, wow, I, I transcend. I transcend, <laughs> Tony. <laughs> wow, you are omnipotent. It's like a sixth sense or something for Vegas wow. and partying. That's, uh, no, that, no, that's very true. That is very, very true. People that, that are brought along kicking and screaming wind up having a, a damned good time and i'm super excited because now next time chris and his beautiful wife come out she'll be able to have cocktails because congratulations to them yes congratulations she had uh her her, her lady she is she's a surrogate it is her calling and she is she she recently gave birth to the child that prevented her from enjoying said cocktails at vegas vacation three so i'm excited to see her lit up yeah. Oh, my gosh. Holy cow, yeah. You know she's just going to blow it out. I mean, she's oh. really awesome sober. Like, what are you, like, drunk? Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> oh, I hope she's I hope she's an angry drunk. I know, right? I she's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Table. Someone get this woman pregnant, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, my God. All right, listen, I guess that's probably going to do it then for episode 215. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which, again, it's 360VegasPodcast.com. You can support the show via purchasing things from our affiliates, such as Amazon, Caesars Entertainment, Tickets.AccessVegas.com, Earth Limos, or Just Make PayPal Donations. Of course, you can buy merchandise through our store, which is Zazzle.com slash 360Vegas, 
we do get a cut of those profits. Or you can help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes, much like H. Skate did. Of course, you're also welcome to send us feedback, much like our buddy Mike did. Whether it's written or audio, you can send that to 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can people find you? I am at 360VegasTony. Karen should be with us next week, so until then... Yeah.